Welcome to this episode of the award-winning Best of the Left podcast. This is a sample of our recent bonus episode, usually only available to members. These episodes are comprised of our crew of researchers, Amanda and myself, all getting together for a roundtable discussion on topics that we find interesting. So here's a few minutes for free so you can know what all the fuss is about. It's a long-form piece with a lot of insights about the author's personal life, but we're just going to be picking out the details about you know the history and context of, of this story. The f- first major piece is, quote, new archaeological evidence strongly suggests that the earliest Christians, the ones persecuted by the Romans, used a form of barley with a fungal parasite on it called ergot, which when mixed with wine became psychoactive. That ergot-infused wine was believed to be offered as the sacrament in church services. The mind-altering Eucharist would be an excellent recruitment tool for the pagan converts. Through the communion, early Christians directly experienced Christ. These experiences, some scholars argue, helped spread the faith despite the persecutions. And then he goes on to describe that a lot of Christian art in those early days, which is now you know ancient to us, but some of it still survives. A lot of ancient artwork included or featured psychoactive mushrooms, including in churches right there where people were taking communion. And then ultimately, of course, we know that eventually it was stamped out. This actually came up in a in a bonus show within the last few months, and he writes that. After a 1,300-year battle within the Christian faith, all forms of mysticism and uh, psychedelia were banished, as was all mushroom-themed art in church mosaics and stained-glass windows. And in, in our previous conversation, what we focused on was that transition point led us to an alcohol-based society rather than a psychedelics-based society, which we and the experts we were quoting deemed as tragedy. But things may, may be taking a turn. So th- that that's the historical context, but it turns out that, I mean, I, I want to point out that we are talking about this story. I, I mentioned it, you know, in, in a previous bonus episode, sort of offhandedly, but without going into detail. And, and partly I was like, look, uh, what are we going to do? Talk about mushrooms again? Because it makes it sound like we're obsessed with it. But honestly, I think that, <laughs> like, I think we're tapping into a zeitgeist that is emerging. And yeah. so, no apologies. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first on Best of the Left. Right. So, the story is about how the, the article writer goes in and talks with a priest who are a, so it's, it's a person named Hunt Priest who is also a priest. I'm not, that was I, confusing. Yeah. yeah, I've got that right, I think. <laughs> anyway, so he was part of a legally sanctioned psychedelics experiment related to religion in 2016. And his experience was so profound that he decided, what did he say? Like He knew he must return to Georgia and do something more daring than just lead a church. He had to change the whole of Protestantism. So talk about the zeal mm. of the converted. So he's like trying to do that now. And so he has launched a nonprofit to help spread the the good word of psychedelics to other clergy who 
try it, gain this knowledge, all under the radar, all illegally, which then means that they can't actually go back to their churches and and spread or you know share what they have learned. And, and the author also points out that because it's illegal and because it's been so stigmatized for so long, I mean, I guess stigmatizing Christianity for, you know, 700 years and stigmatized in the U.S. since Nixon, Christians are not excited about this. They're not champing at the bit to get their hands on some mushrooms, but he theorizes that that may change as it spreads by word of mouth under the radar and the legal frameworks are sort of on the verge of changing as we speak, and that that may open the door as well. It's so interesting to me that it was used probably to convert the pagans, and then they were like, okay, everybody stop. <laughs> you know, hundreds of years later, I guess. Right, right. It also reminded me of, there's a great Radio Lab episode from like 2012 that goes into psychedelics, why they stopped studying them, all of that. And it talks about a pretty famous study that Timothy Leary was a part of, before he left Harvard, where they took theology students at Harvard and gave them psychedelics. And of course, they all had religious experiences because they were theology students. <laughs> and they were, you know, basically preset to have a religious experience. And some of them felt more close to God than ever. There might have been one or two that stepped away, but the vast majority were like, no, 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 I'm I'm even more into this than I ever have been before, which means that is a very powerful tool if it's not carefully given. And in this article, like, I think it's good what is talked about in this article, the, the opportunity for Christians to experience this is probably on the whole good. But it's also like the underlying goal is let's reinforce religion. Let's reinforce the faith that we're trying to get people more excited about because they're not very excited about it anymore. I guess I don't mind that that much because I, I imagine that the faith would be less destructive if it was run by people who'd taken mushrooms. <laughs> I, I think this like completely ties into that last article, right? Because when the early church was taking mushrooms, and, you know, was incorporating those pagans. What pagans were they incorporating? They weren't incorporating the the right wing. They were incorporating the left wing version, the ones that wanted to have community and, and bring it in. And then when the church changed into something that it's more recognizable as now, it's, it's more of a structure of control and 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 structure of, of how people should live and what they should be doing and the fact that Christians now are not excited about this is because it's against the law and they don't worship the church. They worship America. And if America says it's illegal, then that's not the right thing to do. Even though mushrooms grows in the ground, like yeah. of course it's fine. Like it wouldn't be here if your God didn't want it to be here. Right. But America says it's bad. So then there's this extra hurdle to get people like, well, Maybe it's okay. Maybe eating this very natural substance is, is fine. And if it gets you closer to seeing that maybe America isn't the God that you should be worshiping, it could be a problem for churches. I, I don't think it'll go the way they, they think it'll go. I don't think if a bunch of Christians start taking mushrooms, they're going to be like, 
oh yeah, everything here is cool. Let's keep it this way. They're not going to do that. (laughs) Well, I will say though, to the credit of the people doing it, they don't seem like a church that it's like overly criticizing its members. Like they are trying to coax them into taking mushrooms, which are illegal. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would hope that they're not this like super strict asshole church, but I get what you're saying and I get the fear. So my diabolical mind is just like, so clearly we all do a mushroom trip, come out of it closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) We develop a church, bring people in to also do psychedelics, and then we just spam them with progressive thoughts and they come out, (laughs) even in the name of Jesus. Right. Aaron, like, you're saying the quiet part out loud. Yeah. I thought we talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't like, say even in. I, I'm totally on board. In the name of, like, let's go, like, full Jesus. Real, real Bible. Brown, like, real Jesus. The stories, the scriptures Jesus. that are about, you know, Jesus doing things for, as Dion put it, the meek who should inherit the world, right? Like, we'll just spam them with all that good stuff. Using their text, the Bible not going to like spam them with alternate things but i think it's a good idea and with your support we can make this happen (laughs) (laughs) there was this there's this moment he says the author says why do i not know any of this i think why am i only hearing about the link between ancient christianity and psychedelics now and i thought instantly i know And the reason I know is because I used to listen to Joe Rogan 10 years ago. And Joe Rogan was talking about this all the time. It was a great opportunity with his reach to get people to do. And instead, he's gone on this right-wing tangent and completely abandoned this, as far as I can tell. Maybe he still sprinkles this in sometimes. But that was the majority of his show was like, let's expand our minds and expand it to do bro hustle culture and fighting and like earning money and whatever. No, that's like, there was, there was a a moment where Joe Rogan could have been the evangelist for mushrooms for real. Yeah. I missed opportunity. We missed that. Yeah. Every time I hear Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah. So the, the author, you know, after his experience with mushrooms, he asks the practitioner who is doing this sort of underground movement, how how he thinks the movement will progress. And the practitioner says, through firsthand accounts of what the faithful saw and experienced on psychedelics, as with the earliest of Christians, Thomas says, faith spreads individual to individual, but it does so faster than you think. And it may spread faster still in the months ahead. In June, that's June 2023, the FDA said that it is nearing approval of psychedelics for therapeutic use. If that happens, it'll allow more Americans to see psychedelics as beneficial tools and not terrifying poisons. It'll allow Christians to be open to a faith that wants to evolve. That's it for today's free sample. There's lots more of that particular episode, as well as there being dozens of past bonus episodes that you get access to in your feed the minute you sign up as a new member. Paying members are who make this entire show possible, and so these bonus episodes are a fun way to say thanks to them for their support. In addition to those full bonus episodes, members also get bonus clips in every single regular episode, as well as there being no ads in the regular show.
If you would like to be our newest member, you can sign up at bestoftheleft.com support. You can use our Patreon page, or you can do it from right inside the Apple Podcast app, and links to get there are right in our show notes. And if you can't afford membership, I offer free financial hardship memberships. Just drop me an email to j at bestoftheleft.com and we will get you set up, no questions asked. Or, again, to sign up and support the show and our ability to give away free financial hardship memberships, visit us at bestoftheleft.com slash support. Thanks for listening.